Hey guys, it's that black girl on the Doobie Radio streaming live from Denison University in Granville, Ohio. Um, make sure you follow our Instagram at thatblackgirl.doobie. Hey guys, it's Taylor. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the misrepresentation of black women in film, media, and television. And Alex is going to start us off with a little icebreaker. Yeah, so today our icebreaker, guys, is what is your favorite black centric movie or tv show so i'll start again do should we just say our names all over again as we do it i feel like y'all should know us by now but it's okay um my name's alex uh and mine would have to be jackie brown it's a part of like that black exploitation movement she's such a baddie like i love it so good hi my name is leah and my favorite show would probably have to be um atlanta it's awesome it's super great and also lakeith stanfield is so fine yeah this is taylor my favorite show is insecure i love Issa Rae. i love her shows i love her and i definitely recommend you give it a watch and also i want to highlight we have a special guest today her name is yes she's a cinema major she's amazing hey y'all it's yes um so yeah i mean for this icebreaker i think my favorite movie is red tails i don't know if you guys have seen it but uh it's a classic i love it and i cried in the movie theater so <laughs> hey guys uh <laughs> it's alana and my favorite is a movie called dream girls um it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. It's amazing. Hey, guys. Um, my name is Zora, and my favorite movie is Head of State with Chris Rock. I just think it's it's just too hilarious. It's too it's too good. So what are we talking about today, Taylor? Lead us in. Yeah, so like I said, we're going to talk about a lot of film and TV and just the misrepresentation of it all. So I kind of want to start off with like the most common tropes of black women. I know a common one for me is definitely the mammy stereotype. You see it on the Aunt Jemima pancake box and the syrup all the time. But I think in a lot of movies really prevalent, like say any Tyler Perry movie, I think the mammy stereotype is definitely pretty prevalent. I would absolutely agree. And I actually just have a question for the studio. How do do you guys like Tyler Perry movies? Personally, (laughs) I can't watch them like I know they're big and important to the culture and I respect Tyler Perry as a businessman however I also have a weird thing about guys dressing up as women for comedic effect but that's an entirely different thing like I'm just wondering your thoughts so I personally love Tyler Perry movies because they're so interesting like they're supposed to be funny but then at the end like the last 10 minutes there's like a really important life lesson learned that comes out of literally nowhere and I think that's just beautiful it's cinema right Yaz oh my gosh yes (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, I personally also love Tyler Perry movies. Um, Alex, I didn't even think about like he is totally wearing um, a dress and I didn't even think about that. Um, I think that it's been, I don't know, so prevalent in my culture and black culture in general that like, I don't know. I just thought that it was comedy and I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're so right. Um, I think that Boo, a Medea Halloween, I think that's what it's <laughs> called, is like my favorite. I don't know why, but the first time I saw it, I was like dying. It was so good. Yeah, I'm a big Tyler Perry fan. I think everyone in the studio can find me watching Tyler Perry. <laughs> favorite show has to be The Have or The Have Nots. You will catch me watching that all day. I love it. I do agree with Alex when she says that like, yeah, it definitely does drag black woman. It does. But I'm not going to sit here and say I don't watch it because I do. Listen, I I should specify, I'm just not a fan of the Medea movies. I personally am obsessed with that one Tyler Perry movie, I Can Do Battle by Myself. It goes so hard. That one hard. is my favorite. It's so good. Also, I think it's like the color purple. 
something like that. Yeah. That one is really good too. I mean, so it's just the Medeas. I'm not dragging all of Tyler Perry, so don't come for me, please. I don't need that in my life. It's already a hard semester. Um, I love Tyler Perry as well, and like I feel like he does a lot. Like, I don't know how he started off. Does anyone know like how he started off? Because I feel like every even now, even I know he has a lot of money. All of, everything seems like kind of like he doesn't spend that much money making it. Um, like, <laughs> Did you just call it low quality, Zora? <laughs> Can't wait. But on that note, can we talk about the wigs? Can I we? I was just about to say that the wigs are terrible are. every time. <laughs> like, how are you a black producer and you can't get a black hairstyle? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I feel like budget cuts were definitely necessary. I don't know why. He has a lot of money, but come on now. But let's talk about the guy's haircuts are immaculate. Like, where is the money going for the woman? Wait, what was that one movie that was like, oh my God, because his hair was so bad. I'm trying to remember. They put this man in like the worst toupee I swear I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it was genuinely embarrassing. And if I was an actor, I'd simply be like, sorry, I, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Tyler Perry movies, half of the cast is just Tyler Perry. Like, he doesn't just play Medea. He plays, like, an uncle and, like, a grandpa. And I just find that, like, so funny. Does he get paid extra because he plays, like, 50 different characters? No, but isn't he the one paying them, though? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's definitely the one paying them. And I feel like, I don't know what Tyler Perry thinks when he goes into the room and just writes the script. I think he's not really thinking. I think, like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Honestly, um... I don't even know, but I do know that a lot of people like it. Like a lot of older people, I feel like that kind of, they're like, oh, wow, like he can play like multiple people. Like he's so talented, blah, blah, blah. But like he's not really talented at all. <laughs> well, no, no, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. That's why. That's why. He is talented, but it's like, it's getting old. We, we've seen this so many times. Like, I mean, Medea's went to jail. Medea's had Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Medea's had Thanksgiving. She's had Halloween. Like, come on. All now. of it. Like, I it, mean, it's, it's old. What it's hasn't Medea done? No, I'm sorry. Medea Goes to Jail is literally his best movie. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. I will watch that every single day. Stop. And I think Medea is actually getting a TV show on Netflix. I think I heard that she might be. I don't know if it was specifically Medea, but Tyler Perry is getting a show. But I think he said it was Medea is coming to Netflix. You know what? Props for him. He is milking everything out of that franchise and i just got to respect the hustle like that's a hustle right there now that he's on netflix maybe he'll get some better wigs i don't know like (laughs) probably not probably not (laughs) going off tyler perry for a little bit i want to know your opinions about women in media like i'm talking journalists i'm talking newscasters how do you think they're portrayed i mean that is just such that's a really great question and there's no one way to answer that because if you're talking about like women and broadcasting the first thing that comes to mind is like the pressure for and we always talk about hair hair always comes into all of our episodes but it's such a crucial element of the black community and so like women in media it's like they're afraid to have dreads or to wear braids or twists and things like that like it seems like the standard for them and that is changing which i'm really happy about but the standard has been for a really long time you know permed hair or straight hair or wigs or weaves things like that but not like a wig where you can see the lace or anything like that like there's so much scrutiny that goes into black women in that area of uh, media yeah and even beyond hair behavior is a really really big part of it like i remember fox news like he was talking about a black anchor talking about how she was being an angry black woman and i was just like you have the balls to say that 
and even I, like, I was reading some articles about, like, black journalists, and they were just basically talking about how in the workspace, um, like, being a journalist and, like, even, like, reporting or, like, they have to choose, like, how they report. They have to choose how they dress, like you said, their hair. And they have, and when they have to talk about things like, um, let's say, like, shootings um, of black people, like, they must feel so uncomfortable in the office being the only black woman. They're, they're expected to be the one to give the voice, as they should. But, like, imagine that extra pressure being in an environment being the only black woman having to like keep this pristine image imagine feeling like just seeing and reporting on things like this like imagine how bad it is for your mental health um especially since black people are portrayed a certain way in the news and maybe you know how they read the teleprompter what if you're reading a teleprompter you know how do you yeah i mean guys we're going hard and heavy (laughs) we're getting into it but it's good i mean i couldn't even imagine having to grapple with reading words that very much aren't your own and having to then knowing you're perpetuating a narrative that you don't believe in. I mean, I going kind of with this idea of like perpetuating narratives that you might not believe in. Like, what do we think about the roles that black women are able to get in Hollywood? Like do are those roles that we feel like are representative of black women? I mean, it's ever growing and ever changing, but I'm just wondering your thoughts about that. Um, what kind of roles do you mean? Yeah, I just mean in movies, television, like all of that great stuff. Yaz is our cinema major. Yeah. So she's going to hit us with some real stuff right now. I'm excited. Um, I mean, I guess, guys. But um, I mean, some of the stereotypes that I wrote down was like the mammy or the maid that uh, they get casted as or like the ghetto fabulous woman, the angry black woman, the beauty, a.k.a. just the 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 black lady who doesn't really have that many roles, but she's there to just be pretty. You know, mm-hmm. um, or she is the main character, but she's only the main character because she is a beautiful woman, you know? Um, and then I also have the workaholic and I kind of made that one up on my own only because, um, I love Shonda Rhimes. I look up to her so much, but like in every single one of her, um, TV shows that have like starred black women, I feel like, especially scandal or like Grey's Anatomy. I feel like they never get a break. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that but like um what's your name uh carrie washington um the oh she plays olivia pope in scandal like i feel like uh she has gone through so much mental trauma and like i think that she just needs a break at one point you know and she just never gets it yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think a workaholic is a really big one that a lot of people forget about. And it's also known as the matriarch, too. Yeah. Just the idea that black women have to carry the world on their shoulders. And Tyler Perry uses this stereotype a lot when he tries to portray black women in a positive light. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of research on that, too. And it's like he tr- he tries to like portray them positively, but 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 does so with negative stereotypes. He like puts the weight on their shoulders and then they get blamed for everything when things don't go according to plan. So there's really no winning for them ever. Um, and speaking on that, not to go back to Tyler Perry, but like I remember Taylor told me to watch a show, The Haves and the Have Nots, and like the main character Candace, I just remember um, her even like in the beginning she would be like a strong character, but she would have to carry the weight of her family. She would have to like um, she was involved in some crime thing, but it was for a good reason. Um, <laughs> no, I was with her, and then like and then at the end like there were some points where she'd get like really weak, and I just wouldn't understand why. Like not weak, but like she wouldn't be as strong, and it's because like it would like cripple her, and I feel like. Tyler Perry did a good job making her character, but still, like, he could have made another black woman character. Mm-hmm. And also, um, speaking of, I know you said, like, the beauty. Candace was also kind of, like, the beauty as well, um, where, like, she was very kind of, like, sexualized by, like, one of the white guys in it. And then I feel like that they do that a lot in movies where, like, the white guy is like, ooh, a black woman. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? 
No, yeah, for sure. I think the word for as that is the Jezebel. They're always like highly sexualized, promiscuous. And I think it goes, it transcends beyond beauty. It's like rooted in that old like stereotype rooted in slavery where it was just like black women were promiscuous. So they were like eliciting response from white men to literally rape them. And that was the thing. And it's, it's rooted in such horrible history, yet it still makes an appearance in modern TV. It's also deeply rooted in colorism. Have you noticed that the Jezebel is usually light skin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the beauty in, um, or that, that's what I call it, the, the beauty. Um, Halle Berry, I mean, she's beautiful. She's light skin, you know. Um, Beyonce, beautiful, light skin. Yeah, and just to add, um, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, in a show with like a fully black ensemble, I've noticed that like the main character that's beautiful is always lighter, and the best friend that's kind of there for comedic relief is always darker, even in an all black show. Dear white people, I literally was about to say that. I was just (laughs) thinking that because I love dear white people because I think it is very self aware, but they do kind of perpetuate a lot of the things that they are self-aware about you know like they discuss colorism while still perpetuating colorism within their show which is like the most fascinating thing it's like how do you not see this um i i had a point and then i just lost it so does anybody have anything um i just want to go back to like kind of like the workaholic woman and like just think about the message that that sends to young girls like you literally cannot take a day off like you have to work and if you don't work then you're like weak and i feel like even then like sometimes like i feel like that like oh my gosh there are people to think like i'm not that like strong black woman like i have to be that you know and i just think that's like extremely toxic um yeah yeah, kind of going back to Alex's point about the colorism and like movies and shows that are supposed to be racially progressive. It's like I feel like people forget that colorism is so rooted in racism and it's perpetuated by our own people. So they expect us to be like, oh, really progressive. But it's like a lot of black people are colorist. A lot of them. So, of course, it's going to be perpetuated in the movies and it shouldn't be. But it is a reality of the situation. And even like. I mean, this goes along with all of it, like within casting, especially like a lot of I know a big controversy was that the movie The Hate You Give, you know, it features in the book, you know, it's based off a book, a dark skinned girl. And then they gave the role to a lighter skinned actress. Now, that's not against her acting skills or anything like that. But it's like you see this thing where if Hollywood tries to put a black woman in a role that's traditionally a white woman everybody loses their mind. But if you were to replace a dark-skinned woman with a light-skinned woman, that's, like, fine. That's absolutely okay. And so it's, like, there's all these roles that traditionally may have been or should have been dark-skinned women, but they're constantly swapped out for lighter-skinned protagonists um, just due to the fact that I think, you know, people find it more digestible to see a light-skinned woman on screen than a dark-skinned woman. And, you know, Hollywood's all about being relatable and all about having audiences come see it and that's it's just fascinating i don't know yeah i was just gonna say i think they did that in the fresh prince where they replaced like the darker skin character with the lighter skin character and there was like no outrage so you're completely right um and back to the hate you give i feel like the same three hollywood like light skin girls get the same roles zendaya um yara shahidi and what was the last amandala yeah so yeah and zoe kravitz too and they're all very like also very socially aware women and even Zendaya said something about it about how she's kind of tired of getting every role that's meant for darker black girls um self-awareness is like not enough they just need to kind of let other girls take the roles and you know what's sad like I cannot 
I can't really besides one show that I watched over the summer. I forgot what it was called. It was called like something in the Aces. If I could remember the show, I'd recommend you watched it. But like I, I watched like a review of the show, and it's supposed to be continuous on Hulu. But um, the reviewer said this is like the only show with like a smart like a black like a dark skinned black woman with like natural hair that they didn't taper, and she was just smart, and she was still she still expressed her culture. She said that was the only show that she's ever seen like that, and I was like really, um, like I already knew there was a colorism problem. I was like, would this be is this the only one? Like yeah, going back to Leah's point, I feel like self awareness just isn't enough. I feel like you need to know when to step back to lift people up, and a lot of people don't realize that. I feel like that goes with almost every social justice issue, but it definitely needs to happen now within movies and film and television because. There's going to be no room for dark skinned actresses who are just as talented or even more talented if we keep on perpetuating the cycle of colorism. Um, I kind of want to touch on a few more um, of the stereotypes in film. If you want to go through all of those again. And I really like want to touch on like particularly like the sassy, like black best friend, because um, even like in high school when I was like really good friends with like a white girl, like I always felt like that sassy black best friend, like just that was the only representation that I had. So that was like really the only thing I could look for. Let's see. Um, for examples of the sassy black friend guys, uh, I have uh, Clueless, 10 Things I Hate About You, um, Mercedes from Glee. Um, what was that show? Um, Martin. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I forgot her name, but she is a perfect example of the sassy black friend beautiful beautiful girl um gina again um light skin the main character um that feeds into the colorism aspect too i think it's a really interesting trope too just because you know having a black friend is supposed to make this character look so progressive and really make you root for them because they are like this well-rounded character but then that best friend of theirs is a trope within themselves and so it's like how progressive are we really getting if, you know, the thing that you're doing to try and look really good is and that's not on the character, that's on the writers and that's on casting and that's on all of that stuff. Uh, I just like just, do you guys think Hollywood like sees how hypocritical they are all the time, you know, with the things that they do? No. I don't think they do. And if they do, I don't think they care. And I think it's because a lot of the people who are behind the cameras, a lot of the people who are just behind the scenes are not uh, people of color, are not black, you know? And so they are writing what they perceive to be true when they don't really know the reality because they aren't us. I agree with that. But I also think that, like, I hate giving people who are just racist like the benefit of ignorance i feel like some people are well aware of what they're doing and just keep on perpetuating it i feel like ignorance isn't always the excuse for everything i feel like people are just always aware of what they're doing sometimes and don't really care to stop because that's the way they've done things and also i mean up until now um with um black people showing up for like movies they feel like there's a market for having people um people of color and cast but they're only they're not only putting light-skinned people um, in the cast still, but I feel like they feel like there's not a market. Like, if you put out a show and it has a black woman, they're like, well, we don't know if people are going to watch it because they might... And that's it's still going on now, even though people are, you know, they're, li- they're pro um, having more representation. Um, I wonder if people still wouldn't watch it. Um, or they, I would watch it, but I think that people still up top, they still have the mentality of like, oh, we wouldn't watch it. Because, like, historically, even, like... That's been inside the media's mindset. Like, Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that they think that representation alone is enough. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we got some black people on the show, whatever. But they don't put the care and effort that 
they would like a white character. Like I've never seen Vampire Diaries. I don't know if you guys have, but a big complaint from the fans of the shows was that, uh, or the show was that, um, like they put a lot of thought into every like white character. And then the black character, Bonnie, they, they just did not care about her character at all. Um, and I know that happens in a lot of other shows too. Um, so I like love Vampire Diaries. Like every, my family does, like my cousins and I all grew up watching it. Um, so yeah, so Bonnie always, like literally in every like scene, every arc of the show, she would always sacrifice something of hers or even herself for like her peers. Um, and like she literally like died. Like that's how she died. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 anyway um yeah for like i don't know if it was like elena or like just someone um and i just think that's like so crazy and you see that in like every not every but like a bunch of films like that's so common that like the black person black friend whatever always sacrifices themselves for like the benefit and like the greater good of the group and like why is that i mean i think there's this idea that white characters and white people are more relatable to a general audience so you know having black actors makes that more unrelatable to a white audience but the crazy thing about that is you know before there was a lot more representation that we have now and we're doing better than probably when like a lot of us were growing up or our parents were growing up and stuff i mean it was never you know there weren't many black characters whatsoever and that was never a problem of being relatable to a black audience or an asian audience or any non-white audience but it's just when you're trying to put people of color on the screen suddenly that's unrelatable which i mean just blows my mind as a concept the fact that you know being human isn't enough to make you relatable yeah i definitely agree with that because you have shows and sitcoms like friends which if you really look back friends is just a copy of living single (laughs) like it just is and living single is amazing but the only reason why people didn't think it was relatable is because it was a bunch of black young adults and it was a great show and i would say honestly even better but no one would dare say that because they just don't happen to be white you know what i would really like to see i'd really love to see a TV show about black people that wasn't about racial trauma or, you know, any kind of trauma, quite honestly. Like, I think we're so addicted to this idea of like, if there's a black protagonist, like they're going through something, like something's wrong. Whereas we have all these TV shows that are just fun and quirky about like white people where like they're not, you know, going through it on a daily basis. You know, they have their hijinks, they have fun, but it's not about like, you know, their trauma as a black person. I feel like as soon as you have a person of color on the screen, their identity as that character becomes tied to their racial identity rather than just like who they are, their personality quirks as they are white characters. Exactly. And I was also going to say like in movies, especially, I feel like there's a lot of like movies about slavery and just a lot of like really traumatic events in black history. But there's also some really beautiful events in black history that never get any coverage. And also not to mention, like a lot of the slavery movies are by white directors. And I don't know about you guys, but that makes me like really uncomfortable. Yeah, I can kind of speak on that. My favorite movie actually is Detroit, which is like basically just focuses on the 1960s racial riots in Detroit. Favorite movie of all time. But I do think it's a sad black movie, but I do think there needs to be a balance. If you see black trauma, you see black sadness, you need to see black happiness as well. But like black, like little black boys and girls need to see both growing up. They just do. And I feel as if focusing on one shows and that's all their life can be. And who is that helping? 
I mean, and I think that that is such an amazing point. And it's just even manifested in for a long time, the kind of kinds of roles that black people could get where they always had to be thugs or drug dealers or struggling to get out of the hood or, you know, like things like that, where there were not characters as often where you just had them being free, going on dates, you know, enjoying lives as like normal people. Like these roles, they don't and like they didn't and they still don't really exist for black actors. Tell me if I'm wrong, but um, I think you could counter that, Alex. I 100% agree, but I think the only show that does do that now is Grownish and or Blackish. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree? I would say, I mean, Blackish, yes, but again, I mean, the whole, let me, I had a water bottle that I was holding directly on the IR board and I shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. It was closed, but um, let me catch myself. Uh, blackish, I mean, I would argue that the premise of the show is tied to blackness and which is you know obviously an important aspect of this family's life but again like you know they still do episodes about slavery you know education around that um but i love that show it's a great show like all love but grownish i would agree where that is just about a girl's experience in college and like i actually i watched it for a little bit funnily enough i got bored but i think it's a really good show (laughs) yeah i love that the premise of the show is just like a black girl just like going to college like it's not a black girl going to college she's like she's just you know doing you know normal things um i did find her character to be very annoying but it's okay (laughs) it's okay because at least it wasn't a show about black trauma yeah and then i also want to talk about how they whoever the producer is i forget their name excellent job with the hair excellent Mm -hmm. job yes so true shout out to dear white peoples too they also do a really good job with their characters uh hair and also like all of the characters i feel like in grownish they all had they're all the black cast like all the um characters are just very well written out like they had really good um in grownish yeah i feel like in grownish <laughs> i feel like most of them are everybody argue? but the main character she was just the worst she like is her. irritating that's why i stopped she's watching so annoying <laughs> it's, it's literally horrible like zoe gets on my last nerve yeah. every episode whenever she's having her like internal dialogue mm-hmm. like like trying to reason out the situation i'm like no girl you're wrong like <laughs> you're supposed to be doing the opposite of what you're doing and i think it's also this thing where she's like oh too many guys like right. me oh too many people want to be my friend you know it's like i'm not relating to that (laughs) how is she always like a bad friend every time just (laughs) never there for her friends like the worst even when they're going through something it's always about her in the end i feel like her inner dialogues are always about her her friends can be going through the most traumatic stuff and she's just like guys i don't know how this will affect me but we should think about that real quick i'm just like okay (laughs) and so Actually, I think this is a good place to stop for now. Um, And we're going to go on our music break and we will be back shortly. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying that black girl. Um, We have a PSA for you here tonight. um, And that is... So Sisters in Dialogue, which is a woman of color just support group, they're having their first meeting September 30th in the tent behind Beth Eden. So if you know behind Burden Morgan, that's where their meeting is going to be at. And there's going to be ice cream and food. 
So you guys should pull up. Hey guys, this is Taylor from That Black Girl on the Doobie. We have one PSA for you. Black Homecoming is happening Big Red Weekend, October 1st through 3rd. That Friday, we're going to have a pep rally. Saturday, we're going to have an alumni fest, kind of like a tailgate situation. And then on Sunday, we're going to have a church service. So you guys should really pop out. All right. So we're getting really into like icebreakers to start us off. And so this session's icebreaker is what is your favorite movie cliche or trope? Um, like a good one that you like. I would say my favorite is like the meet cute, you know, where both characters drop like papers and stuff and they're trying to pick them up and they bump heads and look each other in the eyes and they realize they're in love. Like that's my favorite. I can go next. I think I kind of like when like they're enemies and they fall in love. I really like that one. Taylor, I was just about to say that. I love, love, love that. Especially in an academic setting. Like if somebody says something in a class and then they like argue in the middle of class but there's like so much sexual tension you know what i mean i just i love that um mine is gonna have to be when they take like the most attractive female actors or like male actors like anne hathaway and then they make them try to they try to make them seem like they're like ugly or like um you know like and like they they really like put on the glasses they make the hair a little disheveled and i'm like where where's the ugliness and like just shy and then at the end like she's like beautiful and the guy's like you're so beautiful and i'm like how did you not see it like we all did i don't know i I find that so funny. My favorite is probably when the guy or girl sings to each other in order to get each other back. (laughs) We all just realized in the studio that we're all single. And so now we're all like in our feels. Like we're just like thinking about the romance. (laughs) No, we're not. We're good. (laughs) We're good. We're good, guys. I am literally on Tinder right now. (laughs) Me too. Loki, we all are. Yeah, <laughs> vibes vibes in the stew tonight. So for the second half, we were thinking, we talked a lot about the things that we'd like to see or we don't like that we see currently in media in pertaining to black women and black people. Let's talk about what we do like. What's going well for us, guys? What do we what kind of movies, what kind of um, setups that we enjoy when it comes to uh, black media these days? Yeah, I can kind of go first. I love Insecure only because it just shows two black women navigating life. And that's kind of what I like to see. I don't like things to be too optimistic, but too pessimistic. So then that shows like the real life of what it is being like a black woman in America, just like the highs and lows, professional life, love life, friends. So I really like that show. And I feel like any of you, all of you should watch it. So I'm a really big fan of Atlanta, even though it does like like one of the characters is like a drug dealer, but they do it in a way that's like he's still like an awkward guy. Like the way that he talks is just like just kind of awkward. And the main character was like a like a black guy who was like a Princeton dropout. And now he's back in Atlanta, like navigating that Um, like he has a child, but he's still like a person. The characters are like so much more nuanced um, than I think they would be if it was like a uh like a white ensemble cast with like a few black people sprinkled in um so it's a really good show and i'm really looking forward to the final season coming out soon this is unrelated i just realized i have like a soft flex when it comes to tv um uh it's so the wire which coincidentally enough i've never seen but it takes place in baltimore and it's actually filmed in baltimore and so a lot of scenes like in the wire again i've never watched it but like the detective like his house is actually my neighbor's house and you get glimpses of my backyard. So, guys, my backyard's kind of famous. Yeah. Um, I really like All American. Um, yeah, I don't even really think I have to speak more on that because it's a great <laughs> show. Watch it. It's on Netflix. I really like um, Stella and the Spade. It has one of my favorite actresses, um, Lovey Simone. Um, 
it's like it's not really well known um yet but it's it has a really strong female lead she's like really strong she like leads the entire school it's like a high school drama except this dark-skinned black girl like she just like runs the entire school and i think it's so cool so you guys all name shows that you really like and like you just love what they're doing like do you think you're able to break down exactly what it is that they do with these characters that speaks to you or really makes you enjoy it like what kind of complexities or things do they hold yeah, I can kind of go first. I feel like what someone mentioned, like each character has a lot of nuance. So with Insecure, they like take all these characters and make them different types of black girls. The quirky black girl, the bougie black girl, all these different representations that you just would not see in your normal television show where like the majority cast is just white. So I think actually giving these people their personality and making them relatable just to the greater community of black women is probably one of the best things of the show. Just a quick aside about the bougie black girl character. That's probably like one of my favorite like types of black women on TV. Um, like, uh, I think Coco was it from Dear White People. Like, I just love everything about her because she's all about her. Like, her first priority is herself. And I think that's, um, definitely different from like the matriarch type that just sacrifices for everyone else. And I just, I'm in love with that kind of character. Um, even though, like, Dear White People kind of painted out um, Coco to be kind of, like, the villain, um, or at least for part of it, but um, I really love her. She was a character that I really resonated with. You know, like, going off of that, I also love Coco, and I think it's crazy because she is supposed to be, like, at least in the first season, like, she is the antagonist of the show. But the crazy thing about it is, like, I was looking at her and I was like, that's me. Like she's bougie and she's about her business and she's getting her stuff done and she's getting these positions and these opportunities. And I'm like, how is that a villain? Like, how is that somebody who I'm not supposed to like? Like, I'm about that. Can I just say that in high school, everyone called me bougie? Everyone. People <laughs> still call me bougie and like, I don't know, like stuck up and stuff. Like everyone in my posse. Are you saying you're not? No. I mean, I, I do think I can be a little bougie sometimes, but I don't think I'm stuck up. And like, I know my whole posse, like, they, like, they were like, oh yeah, when we first met you, we thought you were like so rude and like so conceited. Alex said that. Um, and I honestly, okay, you know, if you're conceited, if you're stuck up, like, that's a problem. But like, there is nothing wrong with a black woman in luxury and like a black woman that's putting herself like first. I am on like black girl luxury TikTok side. So amazing. I love everything that I see. Like, it's just, it's just the best. I like, absolutely agree like I get that a lot from my mom because my mom's all about she's about ease and grace and she's about finding the things in life that like really enjoy and she's all about black girls and luxury and so definitely that's something that I value a lot and so like this summer I had the opportunity to travel a little bit do some things and I really was just thinking I was like this is the aesthetic black girls and luxury like this is everything right here yeah, I definitely agree, too, because I realize that's why I think I love selling the spades, because like she's living. She's a black girl in luxury as well. And she's also um, really smart. And then she also has like such a big person because usually they when they have a black girl, she's either or. But I like it when they have the characters when they're like everything. She can have her luxury. She's smart. She's also like she has her emotional things. She's powerful. Yeah, going off that, I love seeing black girls in luxury and self-care. Like, I'm a big person on maintenance. I love getting hair done, nails done, everything in all one sitting. Like, I really love that. And I think seeing more of that is really good because I feel like we always have this, like, like, I feel like we have this urge to be a workaholic all the time. So seeing black girls just relax and do things that generally make them happy and calm them down is pretty nice. 
I also think that, so I'm, I'm not really like that at all. I'm, um, I think I consider myself to be a bruh girl. Like, I just, <laughs> I just, I just like literally wake up and I just leave. <laughs> like, I don't care. Um, and I think that that's something that people should know too, because I think I just, I'm just normal. I'm just here. I'm living life and I'm enjoying it, you know? Um, I don't think that there has to be like so many different types of, like stereotypical black girls, like the bougie black girl, the bruh girl, the whatever, the ghetto girl, whatever. Um, I think we're all just normal, you know? Mm. We're all just living. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys like on my block? Uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I was <laughs> like, yes, but like, no. Yeah. But like, yes. <laughs> I like the um, story. I think it's very interesting. But the acting, oh my No, I was just, um, I mentioned that just because, like, Monse is kind of like a bra girl, sort of. Um, and I really like, uh, I like her character, kind of. Like, I like the fact that she's smart and that she, um, she, no, I'm sorry. No, want to close my laptop or turn off the TV. I'm sorry. Yes, they are not that bad. No, forget about Monse being a bra girl. You're lying. No, I'm sorry. Forget about her being a bra girl smart. Anything she's irritating. She has to be one of the most irritating protagonists I've ever seen in my entire life. I cannot stand her. Okay, but is she worse than Zoe? No. So no, 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 no one is worse than Zoe. No one is worse. Than Zoe. I think we can all agree Zoe from Gronish is the worst. Point blank. Period. This is really funny because I've actually not watched on my block, and so this discourse is like fascinating to me. No. Okay. No. I think Zoe was conceited. Yes. And I think she's horrible. But when Mo- when Monte, but when Monte gets mad, it's the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. Taylor, can't you relate to Monse? You're a honey badger too. I can't relate at all with Monse. I think she's a, I think she's terrible for the TV. I think she should go. I don't like her. The show should be canceled just because of her. Thank you. <laughs> Alana is literally going around and showing everybody Monse's faces right now. Okay, fine. They're bad. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe I need to watch just so I can get in on this conversation because it seems heated. It's, it's like, not worth it, girl. Don't do it. <laughs> no, do it. Support. support. Support POC. Support I have a question though. Talking about acting, I love me some all American, but the acting is subpar, and no one can tell me otherwise. Mm. Yeah, you better defend your show. I mean, okay, okay, <laughs> it's not my show. I have I have a lot of other shows. I do really like All American though, but um, the acting it's decent. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. It's really I bad. think All My Blocks acting is much worse oh, really? than All American, oh, and God. also I don't think it's necessarily their fault in all american because the script writing could be better i'm sorry but spencer's character has to be the most annoying character of the entire series <laughs> what are you talking about spencer no. always goes i'm cringe all, all day right or die come I on now oh <laughs> i think everything like it's like okay do you want to have cereal at um coach's house or at my home oh my gosh crenshaw like, i can't leave my city behind so, okay i feel like yeah. i'm really behind because i also i don't watch a lot of tv i'm more of a movie girl but I even I know those TikToks where it'll be like I'm from Crenshaw, you know uh, we didn't have food to eat at home, like all of that, like and I've never watched it. But since we 
we're talking about like black actors, actresses, can we talk about Viola Davis specifically when she has to cry on screen? It's so good. The snot, yeah, like the all snot. of it. <laughs> it's the snot. Yes, and I were like right here mentally. I mean, I don't know if you all are familiar, but like just Google it. Like honestly, just any clip. You could probably find a compilation because she commits. Like there's tears. She'll take off her wig. Like the snot coming out. Like it's happening. Like it's so real. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel like the women actors really be pulling through for the black community. The male actors, it kind of has me a little like, like, I'm sorry. Cause all I can think about is an all American when Spencer, he got a sandwich named after him. And he was, and he was in the restaurant talking about some, no, nah, I don't want a sandwich named after me. I want him after everybody. It's a sandwich. <laughs> like, I just. No, I remember that. Cause like Spencer was like excessively like for everyone, like excessively like, Take your sandwich. It's just a, it's just a, like, we get it. He's such a pick me. Such a pick me. He really, shut up. Please. And mind you, he's like, he's like got in the middle of like a gunfight being like, guys, this violence is unnecessary. If that was Chicago, you would have got popped. Come on now. Remember he blamed his friend. He blamed her for him, him getting shot. And it was just like, if you had just left her alone when she told you to go to Beverly, like she said, no, you wouldn't have got shot. Now, would you? Okay. First of all, if any of them were actually from Chicago, they would have all been dead. Coop, Spencer, <laughs> all that. Especially that whole family. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Coop is the worst person I've or not person. Sorry, <laughs> character I've <laughs> ever like just Horrible. like seen on screen. Like Coop, make, I'm I'm literally shaking. Like she makes me so <laughs> I feel like this is just turning into an all-American It's a good show. I feel like it's really popular. What is that, like, football guy's name? He is so fine. Oh, I got... You mean Chris? Chris? Okay. Chris? Oh, my God. That man is gorgeous. I'm I'm sorry. Chris is so fine, and the fact that he's not the lead kind of makes me very upset. that man was the lead... Oh, my God. (laughs) that man was the lead, everyone loved him, and Chris was smart. And also, can we talk about how Spencer almost paralyzed his best friend? (laughs) (laughs) He he never... I don't understand why Chris is mad at me. I thought we were Crenshaw ride or die. You paralyzed him. (laughs) No, Spencer really didn't make sense some of the time. Like he really wanted to be the hero when he wasn't. Like he was not. He was not always the hero. Oh, I have one more point. He also took Chris's girlfriend. Oh, you. He almost paralyzed him and then took his girl. Y'all know that Spencer is not American, right? Yeah, he's British. Right? He's British. Okay, so me and Alex don't watch All American, so we can't relate. But I was thinking, like, what character makes me this mad? And it's Moesha. Have you guys watched Moesha? Yes, yes. yes. I literally, I is in fear. I hate her so much. Like, I literally stopped watching it for the longest time because I was like, I hate. She's honestly worse than Zoe. No, I, I know she's uh, first of all, I will not take Moesha slander on the show because the show was immaculate. But I will say Moesha was the worst friend. She had this friend named Kim and Kim was like, Kim was a, a full-figured woman and she would constantly degrade Kim's way. Always talk about how, about her. Degrade her friend's way all the time so she couldn't get a man every single time. Oh wait, wait, I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt? It wasn't Chris. It was oh. Darnell. No, but it was Chris. Anyway, Stop it. We're okay, done okay, with All Darnell. American now. The studio is All American free. We're done. Okay, it's over. Darnell is fine. And <laughs> and I, we feel like we've lost control of this entire show. We don't know what's happening. We don't watch it. Darnell, baby, I'm Haitian too, so. Uh. <laughs> you guys should look him up. <laughs> Who was that one guy that was bald that was always up in Moesha's house? You know? Oh, I know him. Hakeem! Oh. It was Hakeem! I remember 
And don't blame my boy Hakeem. Hamkiti the fool. Big Mama wasn't cooking for him. That's what she called him. He called her Big Mama. And Hakeem always went over to Moesha's house for food. And let's talk about how her best friend liked Hakeem for years. And then Moesha said, I think Hakeem's attractive. Literally. Mm-hmm. And Sounds she hated like him at first. Also, um, why did they not call CPS? Why is he just up in Moesha's house because he can't Ooh. eat anywhere else? You know, you know how black families run. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Like, You're right. You know what show? This is different. But you know what show just popped in my head? Everybody Hates Chris. <gasps> y'all watch that? Did y'all? Oh, my God. That used to be. I was like 12. And I was living for this show. Like, everything about it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Everybody Hates Chris. All the old school sitcoms you can catch me watch. I know every single one. Everybody Hates Chris was great because I'm going to be honest. My mama treated me that way too. So yeah, for sure that. And my dad was like that cheap. For sure. It was such a good show just because there was a universality about it. Like even if that wasn't your specific family, there were elements in that family that every black child related to like everybody felt like Chris like at some moment at some point like yeah when he was getting punished I was like I feel you I understand like those punishments were good they were worse punishments than mine but his reaction I was like I feel my heart was hurting for him no but can I talk about his how his daddy was crazy like his dad was he he won't open the fridge he's like that's 22 cents of air sir (laughs) oh call the fridge call the fridge I was like oh my god okay no I just I think about if we want to talk about like bad characters, two people they're supposed to care about. His brother Drew, like every girl that Chris like Drew took from him, like every time his little sister Tanya was so just. Di- I mean, I felt like Tanya though, to be honest. So I won't slander her, but disrespectful, out of pocket, like ugh. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not like Drew's fault that Drew could pull. Chris couldn't Drew pull even if he tried. Though. Like he was, he kind of <laughs> nah, nah, he kind of pulled. Chris, you saw how Chris was acting. He couldn't even keep a job at the corner store. Come on now, like, Chris couldn't even stand up to Caruso. So how are you gonna get a girl? <laughs> so what we're saying to you guys is, if you haven't watched any of these shows, you have to. I mean, these shows I feel like are really ingrained in a lot of, especially our generation, like in a lot of Black culture in terms of like uh, TV. <laughs> so if you want to get to know a little bit about like you know what we might have been watching as kids or what our parents may have watched as kids and things like that i would say check out all these shows um yeah does anybody have anything else any points don't watch moesha uh-uh. uh-uh no you need to watch moesha moesha was a great show now moesha hard but i ain't gonna lie but it was the show was good and the dad was adorable the little brother was adorable it's like very like it's so cute but don't don't be like moesha though please <laughs> for real oh back to the bougie black girl character um i don't know if you guys know tony from girlfriends oh yes anyone mm-hmm. i love her so much she She's just exactly like Coco and everything I want to be. So I like Girlfriends for what it stood for. But could I watch the show in its entirety? No. No. You know what? It was I absolutely much. feel that, Taylor. Like, it was one of those, you kind of had to be doing something else. And it was just on in the background. Yeah. For me, at least, it wasn't a show I could sit down and watch. No slander, no hate. Wasn't my thing. Yeah, it didn't give the same energy as like everybody hates Chris. Like everybody hates Chris. I watched on Thanksgiving for four hours straight with my family. Mm-hmm. That's how good it is. Like girlfriends, you really just have to be bored. Like bored. Or you gotta be doing uh, something cooking. Please. Come on now. <laughs> They're also really bad friends to each other. Like the first episode, Tony went on a date with a guy that Joan wanted to marry. Yeah. And they're best what? friends. Yeah. So yeah. Marriage. Like, yeah. And you talking about Moesha, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick 
if you had to have one as your friend and everybody in the like studio needs to vote, would you rather have Moesha as your BFF or Zoe? Uh, Personally, I'm going to say I got to go with Zoe, I think. I'm going to go with Zoe, too. Um, just because her fashion's. Yeah. yeah. I'm the, that was my same. I think Zoe can make me a nice jacket for free. I mean, I don't have to hang around her all the time. It's just <laughs> I'm going to say Zoe so that she can get all the guys, all the guys that are in love with her. And then we can all jump Moesha. Because I play <laughs> Moesha. <laughs> I'm going to say Zoe just because she's our age, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to cut her off. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Moesha. What? No, hold on. Ha- Hakeem came to that house for a reason. He was eating good. Okay. Oh. So for that reason, that reason alone, I choose Moesha. So you want to be friends with her stepmom. Moesha can't cook? Oh, yes, she could. Yes, she could. Because if you watch the show, Moesha cooked before the stepmom. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Moesha, she can't do I mean, she's not. She doesn't have much you know what i mean thank you no if you watched first season first episode you saw moesha cooking up that food she was cooking mm-hmm. she was making pancakes eggs everything can zoe cook zoe can't even zoe can't do a lot of things i'm sorry <laughs> moesha didn't even do anything she went to school was a bad friend and then went back home to her little diary talking about dear diary with the little background music <laughs> uh-uh but moesha got tickets to all the hottest hip-hop clubs in town because of her boyfriend q Thank you. Wait, what's Speaking Q- of Q, I hated him. Was he I the hated poet? him. Guy? Yeah, no, the that, poet. That was not the poet. That was um. Oh, wait, no. that was Ohaji. Oh, I loved Ohaji. Ohaji oh, was a player. He Ohaji played was, her. He, he literally when he said the poem at the beginning, he was so smooth. Like I would have fallen for it too. Mm. I don't know. Zora, the poem said "hidden love is hidden love." That was a line in the poem. What smooth are you talking about? It was one line. He was, he was just too smooth. We the like an artist. We like a guy who's in touch with the poem. Was one line. Ohaji had Hakim was fine. But why was Q bald at 17 years old? Can we talk about that? <laughs> that, that is funny. I'm sorry. They kind of milked him being from New York. I'm sorry. Like, they were doing a little too much. Q was walking in. Q looked homely. Q looked homely. He was never cute. Homeless? Oh. oh. Both. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, this whole thing took a big old turn from, I feel like, what we thought we were going to be talking about. I'm enjoying it. Are there any other shows up for debate tonight? Anything? Um, did you guys? So my mom, before I came to college, she had me watch the show like A New World. I think you know what I'm talking about. Nah. It's no. like oh my gosh, it's like about different um, strokes. No, not different strokes. It's like a brand new. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, do you mean a, a different world or a different world? A different oh. world. I don't know. I recommend it. So like, if you are listening to this and you're like a freshman about to come to college, definitely watch it. It's a really good movies about a black girl who goes to an hbcu she's still a little lighter skin but her friends are darker but it's just it's a really good show if you're trying to figure out what it's like to go onto a college campus even though she's going to an hbcu i actually haven't watched that one but you said it's a different world i'll have to check it out you definitely should have you guys seen my wife and kids oh my god that was that was when i was not supposed to be awake and i'm looking at nick at night and it's like it's like first i fell asleep on the couch and it's like 12 30 and you wake up and georgie lopez just ended and my wife and kids is on now (laughs) was that a memory for you guys i saw your eyes you just brought up all the memories bro okay i'm sorry it gets in the same thing as girlfriends where it's like if you're not doing something while you're watching it i really can't be like looking at it like that i'm sorry for my wife and kids it, okay, no, compared to no, 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 no. compared to Martin and everybody hates Chris. You cannot tell me they're on the same level. Did y'all Thank watch you. Bernie Mac though? 
Oh my God, 100%. Thank you. <laughs> Bernie Mac. I mean, that was my dad introduced it to my brothers and I, and we watched that like religiously. If you don't know it, it's basically about Bernie Mac, like the person. And then the idea is that his, I think his sister dies or something. No, oh, but like, he okay. gets some kids that were family members of him as they live with him now. So basically his sister was addicted to drugs. So she, so she had to give her kids away to Bernie and his wife. And they are basically like taking care of the kids. And so it's like a 16 year old daughter, a little baby girl, and then a middle child who's obsessed with magic and wants to be a magician. <laughs> so it's just Bernie navigating that life while trying to keep his money and be a comedian. I mean, it's just hilarious. I mean, he's hilarious. RIP Bernie Mac though. Um, but it's like. Oh, man, these are memories, guys. I haven't thought about a lot of these shows in, like, a long, long, long time. I'm not going to lie. Whenever I'm sad, I watch Bernie Mac. I'm just like, I need a hint of nostalgia because I need something to go back to. Because it reminds me of being at home, waking up early with the parents. And it brings me back because when I'm sad, I'd be going through. I ain't going to lie to you. (laughs) Come on now. That's how I feel about Fresh Prince. That's, like, my show. Oh, yeah. We didn't even bring that up. Like, (laughs) until now. Like. I like honestly, it never hit me. There's so many of these like similar kinds of shows. They're all comedies, which is a funny thing too. I mean, I guess I suppose at that time, like in the '90s, were there a lot of black dramas? A lot of black sitcoms. Yeah, there was like. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think we have less like black family sitcoms. Like there was a lot. Mm -hmm. Sister, sister. I don't know if you guys remember that. There was a lot. And to be honest, I kind of miss that time period, like having a new episode come out, like being so excited for it, because now it's like I'm not really excited for anything to watch on TV except for like Insecure. But even then, it doesn't bring me the same nostalgia that like Bernie Mac did, you know? Have you seen like the net like the Netflix attempts to um, make like the sitcoms again? Like those like they have like I forgot what the TV shows are called. They're not even memorable. I know what, what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? But they they are so bad. They're they're terrible. It's like they it's like a really watered down version of like the classics, but like but just terrible. Like mm-hmm. huh. I feel like sitcoms they just don't hit the same way that they used to. Like they all feel so stilted and like very like I don't know like. I don't know. Like, they just... 90s sitcoms, best time period for sitcoms, absolutely. Like, all the way around. And can we talk about the versatility? Like, Moesha was literally Brandy. And look how big Brandy is. Oh, my God. And then you have... like And Moesha, she had Usher when he was a little boy. And I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, all these sitcoms had a lot of people who were just talented at different stuff, who were just pioneers and other things. Like, like Brandy, who was Moesha, was a pioneer in R&B. She just is. Do y'all remember Drake being in Degrassi, though? Yes. Yes. I saw uh, something on Instagram on my feed the other day of when he dressed up as Michael Jackson for Degrassi. <laughs> it was pretty tragic. I have to say, like, I think I actually like, pissed myself laughing. Like, it was so funny. <laughs> By the way, I know it's not black, but I love Degrassi. I'm obsessed with Degrassi. <laughs> okay, Degrassi, also Zoe 101. Oh, my. I love God. that, too. Oh, wait. Okay, this isn't black either, technically. But Ant Farm with China and McLean. Yes. Oh, yes. oh my god! Wait, that's so Raven, guys. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. How did we skip Corey in the house? It was Corey, Corey in the house. Let it shine. Okay, oh, yeah. wait. Isn't the guy from Corey in the house? I forget his real name. He's like off now. No, 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 no. It's the guy who played Ernie from That's So Raven or Eddie. Mm-hmm. Eddie. And he's like, I don't know. He's he's somewhere, I guess. No, yeah. Where is he? 
I like saw there was this really weird video. I can't I can't even say what he says in the video because it's like mm. profane. But there was this really weird video a few years ago. Where are these people now? Honestly, where's Chelsea? No. Where's Eddie? He's not. My good. question is like, why did we like not like where's Coco Jones? Because she is such, she's so talented. And, like, sometimes I see her just, like, she has a YouTube channel now, but she should have been, like, so much bigger than she was. For real. Um, Did you, have you guys seen her covers? Yeah. Like, they're so good. She's an amazing musician. She really is. She was supposed to have her own show. Did you really? guys know that? No. Yeah, she what was happened? supposed to. Um, they had like she was supposed to be the main character of a show, um, and they wrote the they they filmed it. They they wrote the script. They had everything prepared, and then they like took it from her. Wow, yeah. that is crazy to me because I mean I just remember her and Let It Shine, and like she's so talented and so amazing. And I, any show that she was in, I would have watched because she's also a dark skin girl. And like we just don't, especially in children's TV, like especially like China Aunt McLean. I said Aunt because Aunt. Aunt. China <laughs> Aunt McLean, like that was one of the first dark skin girls that I had seen on like children's programming like in my life like i'm trying to think of another example but i really can't think of one and so that's crazy to me that they took that show from her yeah. and disney just didn't support her because I, w- I was watching a video and they were like she could have been way bigger but disney didn't support her musically they tried to make her sing these songs that were they just weren't her and she ended up having to leave because she was like quote unquote too difficult to work with because she just would kind of like challenge like hey i kind of want to do this like hey and that really set her career back yeah, and we're nearing the end of our show, but I think I do want to state that I think that, like, back in the 90s or early 2000s, we had all these amazing sitcoms that related us to us so much, and I feel like, feel like we kind of departed from that, and then we started seeing things take a kind of, like, like a nosedive, and then now we're here just, like, and we see a lot of, like, movies about black trauma, I feel like we lost like what could be black happiness. So I think that's basically my call to action to a lot of directors and producers. Just like, remember what it was like in the nineties, just bring that back. Yeah. 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 So on that note, we do have one more. Oh, yeah. No, I was just gonna, I was gonna say, I think that's a really great point and a great wrap up. And like, um, with that, I'm going to talk about our last PSA. So in addition to the event on the 30th, uh, women or sisters in dialogue has an event, um, um, on October 13th, um, in which they're actually bringing in uh, the woman who started the first uh, black hair salon in Columbus, which is really exciting. And she's going to teach uh, black women, you know, the essentials to hair care. Um, and so there will be giveaways, lots of opportunities to like just get freebies, things like that. Um, they're also bringing um, the director of a black yoga studio, all this really cool stuff for like wellness of black women and women of color um so again that is october 30th um by sisters in dialogue or sorry 13th apologies and on that note we're gonna leave you guys in some music and then we're gonna sign out